1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's Paul Hamilton. Rob Ray
3: joins Shope Bulldog, game days at 4. Howard and Jeremy welcome Marty on Thursday mornings at 7.30 on WGR Sports Radio 550. And there they all are, right there. What's in there? Sal Capaccio's in there, Jeremy White, Shope the Bulldog, there's Alan Davis, John and Brian Cozio, Pat Malacaro, whole Cruz in there. Really? And you know what? Paul is the only one upstairs working. The rest of the guys are on vacation. Working
2: 9 to five.
3: All right, flying into the 5 o'clock hour here on a snowy, wintry, mm, almost mid-March, <laughs> Friday. <laughs> ah, whatever. We're used to it, right? Paul, I can't complain. I, I was at the equator, for God's sake, for eight days. I I, I should be the last one complaining about snow, uh, for God's sake. So if i got to shovel a little bit, I think I'll be able to manage.
4: I think this is only our fifth snowfall, but we have like 130 inches of snow that's fallen in in Buffalo, but uh, not very many snowfalls. Paul. What the hell last night <laughs> you, over to you,
3: Paul, What the hell you, you didn't enjoy <laughs> I, here here's here's what I you know what came to mind watching the third period of that game to me was our conversation from I guess it would have been Tuesday because I was back. I missed Monday's show, so I wasn't around for pregame for the Edmonton game, so getting ready for the Islander game, we're talking to you, and I asked. You know how, how hard, trying to figure out the goaltending. How hard would you want to be on Lukanen for the Boston game, a seven one loss? And you said not at all. And and I, I think if I recall correctly, you said the the team they kind of quit in in the third period of that game. Boy, from from five to three at like whatever it was, almost midway through the third period. I'm troubled by that happening twice in a week, Paul. Because I, I I just they they just went to sleep. Yeah,
4: they just gave up. I mean, and and it's like, oh, not again type of thing. And they, they just gave up. And I know there was a – they talked about it this morning. They were all face-to-face. I imagine – I was not there, obviously, but I imagine some pretty tough things were said. And even Tate Thompson, you know, spoke for himself. He said, I had to look across the room at my teammates knowing I let them down. You know, and, uh, you know, he, he said, uh, especially him in particular, the way he's been playing, and he says, I have to look in the mirror and I have to be better. And one of the things I ask him today, you know, he's experiencing something he's never experienced before. I mean, he's one of the top goal scorers in the National Hockey League. So guess what? The other teams know that too. Teams are coming and for they,
3: him, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah especially with Alex Tuck out of the lineup, they're saying, okay, you are not going to beat us, Tage Thompson. We'll put it on everybody else. If they can beat us, fine, but you aren't. And now he's got to figure that out. And as he said, he will. It's new on him, but he will, and I believe him. I think he will, too. I've seen him. He's a hard worker. He'll figure it out, and he'll figure out a way to – just like all goal scorers do, who are targets, and most of them are. They'll figure out a way to produce while that is even happening. He hasn't done that yet. You know, he's trying to carry the puck through three guys. As Granado said today, he goes, if five guys have, have it in their minds that they are going to play defensive hockey, he goes, I don't care who you are, you're not getting through them by yourself. He goes, you're just not. Because if they're bound and determined to play defensive hockey, and there are five of them, you are not getting through them. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to play individual hockey. As Thompson said, they're cheating the zone. Um, you know. So so if they take off, and they, they're playing more like individuals. And as a team, they're turning it over. Um, you know, we get into the system thing again. And my my thought is, do you need to tweak the system? And, and Granado's response is, look it. He goes, we can't even get into the system when we turn the puck over. He goes, you turn the puck over as much as we do lately. He goes, you can't even get into your system because it's outnumbered coming right at you. So, you know, um, the, the concerning another concerning thing to me is how wide open guys are in the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. Whether it's defensemen coming in from the point, which they are completely and utterly oblivious to, they rarely can successfully pick up that guy coming in late or whatever they just don't have their heads on swivels they don't pay attention to it I mean how many goals have you seen the Buffalo Sabres give up this year with wide open guys in the middle like it it is a huge problem on this team and and I talk about it's not just defensemen right you play defense as a five-man unit and and you know, your layers and your system and all the rest of it, if you're going to break down in the middle of the ice, it doesn't matter what your system is. You're, you're, you're going to be as bad as they are defensively. And for me, especially the middle of the ice stuff, it does not seem to be getting better. It's been happening all year. I'm. I am glad to
3: hear that there. You know, I'm not surprised, but still, I'm glad to hear that there there was a meeting and I and I, I, I got you know players you know hashing this out and and I do hope some difficult conversations uh, were had uh, because Paul, you know, it happening twice in a week. The, the the flatness at home that we've seen multiple times here, not just recently, really through the year. Their home record is is bad, and um, I. I I, I, I guess I'm I don't wanna I don't wanna get all the way to I'm worried about it, but for a team that boasts of such a camaraderie, like such a closeness, the chemistry, like and, and you know, we've talked about it plenty and, and we all like it that this group is tight knit. They wanna be together on the road and at home and, and do things together and support one another. Boy, to leave your goalie out to dry twice in a week like they did. Is with with that with that sort of reputation, right? With the reputation of being a Mm -hmm. close knit team, um, boy, I just it just doesn't make sense to me. And to to an extent, I, I I guess what what I'm what I'm trying not to say I'm that worried about yet is are they. Too close? Like, can they call one another out? Are they comfortable? I remember this being a thing with the Sabres eventually with the group once Drury and Briere left, right? We had a very close knit group, Pomminville, Roy, Vanek, like that whole crew, Conley, and like was there anybody there that wanted to take charge? And I wonder about that with this group, whether it's something that we're on the cusp of having to, you know, be concerned about at
4: all. I think they can have tough conversations. I think maybe it's possible when you're close like that, you can have tough conversations Mm -hmm. because you are friends and you know how each other tick and you can be honest with each other that, all right, you you know, we're, we're buddies, but you know, I feel you can do this better. What do you think I can do better? You know, type of a thing. And let's be honest with each other so we can help each other be better type of a thing. And, um, as far as you know what goes on what what is going on in these two games when it gets away guys like Doline and Thompson what happens is they're they have such talent it starts going south and what do they do i got to do something special here too much i've got right. to i've got to do something special here and it goes back to what granado said if five guys are bound and determined to play defensive hockey you and you're you got it in your head. I got to go do something special. You're just going to run into a brick wall on your way down, and you're going to do what they do. They turn the puck over, bang. I mean, Tage Thompson. I I've loved the season he's had, but quite honestly, last night was the worst game I've seen him play since he moved to center. Yeah, uh, Paul, I totally
3: agree. I mean, the giveaways right right from the start. Right, the blind back pass on the first goal. Um, there were there were lots of examples of plays where he just you know, tried to do maybe a little bit too much or maybe just wasn't fine enough with the move he tried to make. And the giveaways were were brutal last night for him.
4: Yeah. So what happens is they're so in tune to, I got to help my team, they wind up hurting their team badly because they're turning the puck over. And, you know, they can't get through five guys, trying to weave through five guys and get around them, and they can't do that. And the puck's not going in the net for him because he's not getting the opportunities because they're bracketing him. And they're making sure, well, all right, Tuck's not here. We don't have to worry about him. Let's take him away. And, and again, can the rest of them beat us? Mm-hmm. Not looking like it. So, you know, and that's the way it is right now with this team. And that, that doesn't surprise me. And that doesn't, I don't think it's shocking. I don't think it's a big deal. A lot of their depth that they're going to have when they get good is still being developed either in Rochester College or in junior or over in Europe. You know, some of those players haven't even arrived yet. So that's that's part of their depth. But what they're going to have to come to the realization, I think, in the off season is, you know, I, I think Henry Okiharyu is a top four defenseman, but what would be wrong with trading for a guy who you can put in your second pair who's going to be really good in your second pair and then Yoki Haru plays on the third pair. So you got a guy who can play in your top 4 who was on your third pair. Is that a bad thing? You know, and then if you do get an injury in your top 4, you got somebody you can put up there who's competent. You don't have that now. You know, so I don't see anything wrong with that. If if they go out and I think they absolutely should be looking for a guy who you can put in into your second pair. And if that means he has Yoki Haru has to move down a pair, that's fine. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. I don't have any problem with the process they went through to get Comrie, but it's not looking like it worked. No, you know, and I'm not just going by 10 goals. I'm I'm not throwing last night on him hardly at all. I mean, a little bit. And mm-hmm. you know, Granado talked about they thought about pulling him, and I'm guessing it might have been at the end of the first period. Yep, when. It was basically a 3 nothing game, and they, they scored very late to make it 3-1. to one. Maybe that's what saved them, you know, that they did score late to make it 3-1. to one. I 1,000% understand why he didn't get pulled late. Had Craig Anderson been my, the backup goalie, I would be ripping them to shreds that they left him in there. I'm not throwing my guy who just turned 24 years old yesterday into that. You already did that once in a week. I mean, you hung him out against the Boston Bruins. Yep, and he was not happy about it, and nor should he have been. So, Eric Comrie, sorry, I'm, I got to keep you in there. I, I am not putting my young goaltender in that situation the way this team is playing right now. I apologize that you got to take the hit, but you got to take the hit because I'm not putting him in it. No, but if it was Anderson, yeah, I would. I would. If they didn't make the change, I'd be all over him.
3: Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. Um, you know, I I think the time to make the switch was after the first. Once you get into third, Granado even said it yesterday. He wasn't even, I don't think, asked. He just sort of prompted, uh, unprompted, just said like, you know, it's five to three, and we, you know, we think we got a game again, and and then it just fell apart. And yeah, at no point there do you do you do you make a change? I don't think. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. It's very tough to watch. And I'm sure I oh, can
4: change if it's not Lukinan sitting there. Okay, I, I mean, don't let sure. Let him sit right. there and take right. ten goals, ten, a ten goal bullet. <laughs> right, right.
3: <laughs> Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline here. He's, he's going to be with us for uh, the balance of the hour here, up to uh, six o'clock. So, how, how much last night, Paul? And, and, and just this whole process this team is going through. And I, I feel like Granato talked about this too, um, to an extent. Like it's there's a different. And I've been on this train for almost the entirety of Granado's coaching tenure because th- there's been nothing but positive reviews, and, and I'm not here to say that that's changing all of a sudden, but the the objectives are different now, right? When he takes over for, for Kruger, you know, a little more than halfway through that season two years ago, it's just sort of, okay, stop the bleeding and you know, get things stabilized here and let's get through a season and, and assess where we're at. And so they did that and then you know you go into next year and it's realistically there's no no objective person that thought that team was ready to contend for a playoff spot and I would even say the same thing to an extent about the approach to this season but you wanted to see improvement and we've gotten it to the extent that They've been in a race here and still are, but to me, they're they're barely hanging on at this point. Their chances are really taking a hit with this stretch they're in, um, but the pressure of that, Paul, is different. It, it could change how the coach handles things. It could change how the players feel about things. It could change how the players perceive the coach, even if the coach is acting exactly the same, just because there's anxiety and there's pressure, and that's all new here, and... You know, eventually they need to learn how to play within that sort of cauldron, if you will, um, of pressure because that's what it's all about. The Stanley Cup playoffs are pressure, personified, best of seven, loser goes home, that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, I I get that it's a process. they got to learn how to do that, and it seems like maybe some of them or all of them are struggling with that.
4: Yeah. It's not – yeah, they got to learn and – they, but last night was not a young team. Okay. And, they, and Don brought it up again today. I'm sorry. Last night's loss was not because they were a young team. That was on everybody. That wasn't just on the young team. Um, now, the young team this week hasn't, I mean, the beginning of the week, they were in a playoff spot by points percentage. By the end of the week, they, can still, they still have their own destiny in their own hands because they do still have a game against the Islanders and you win your three in hand, and you win the game that they, that, that you play them, you've caught them. But, um, so you still have your destiny in your hands, but you've made it a heck of a lot harder than it was in the beginning of the week, and you play three games. So, you know, that is a learning experience for guys. You know, as I told you, Tage Thompson has to learn how to still be productive when teams are trying to take him off the board. And any goal scorer that scores 40, 50, 60 goals learns that because they're always going to be a target, and he will. My experience of Tage Thompson watching him in practice and talking to others is he's an extremely hard worker. So he'll figure it out, you know, hopefully sooner than later if you're a Sabre fan. So, but they still, you know, this is showing them the holes in their lineup. I already mentioned the defense. You know, they got guys that really finished up well last year who have regressed this year and aren't looking like they can be part of the future type of a thing. Um, They've got Victor Oleson. I'm sorry. I I understand he's on a 31 goal pace. And it's hard to say, well, you know what? They got to replace a 30 goal scorer. But he has gone on three hugely long streaks where he didn't score you know he he just scored his first goal in 16 games he has another streak this year where he scored two and 15 and another streak where he went 0 for eight and they're th- all in three different phases of the season and when victor olison's not scoring what is he doing for you on the ice right now he's playing on the perimeter again you know, he looked like he was starting to get a little bit and was mm-hmm. getting inside and had, like, what, nine goals in ten games, and that was one of the reasons. But now he seems to be back on the perimeter. And, you know, he's not really going to help you defensively type of a thing. So, you know, there there are there are holes in this lineup right now. I, I think there's still, uh, you know, the, what, what, is, what are the conversations with Gergensens and Oposo? Are they done as Sabres, or are they going to be looking to bring them back for a year, or, you know, what what are they thinking with that? Because, you know, I, I think Kyle isn't as good as he was last year. I will say you're miss, he's missing the eight goals in the power play he had last year. He is not on the power play this year, so he did help his goal total last year because of the power play, but he does look maybe a step slower than he was last year, but he is the ultimate leader, so they've got a way you know, what you lose in the locker room, which is a lot to, you know, what you're seeing on the ice. Where are they at with Casey Middlestad, another one who has had some really good stretches and some really bad stretches this year. He struggled for a long, long time before he kind of figured it out a little bit and, and had a good good stretch for a while. So where are they with him? They still have to be harder to play against. Greenway and Stillman help. But they need more than just two guys that are hard to play against. I think they need a full line of guys that are hard to play against, not just one guy who plays on the forward line. So, you know, there there are still things they have to do. I didn't realize in the beginning of the year when I said they have to improve to 90 points or better that I was actually predicting they'd be in playoff race. I didn't think they would be because last year – It took 100 points to get in the playoffs. I did some quick math when you were talking earlier because I got very curious. Right now, Pittsburgh's on a pace to be 7th place at 95. The Islanders are at a pace to be 8th place at 93, followed by Ottawa at 90, Florida at 88, and Buffalo at 87. I'm pretty staunch on that 90 points, and if it's 87, if it it winds up, I don't think that's good enough. I needed more improvement than that. And I know it's just three points that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But last year, it took 100 points by the Washington Capitals to get in the playoffs. If the pace continues, it's going to take 93 by the New York Islanders to get in the playoffs. And I, I remember telling you guys I thought 100 was high last year. Yeah. I don't remember everybody having to get into 100 points to get in. Neither do I. So... I think they need to be better, and they still could hit 90 points because they're in the middle of a losing string right now. And I'm, I bet they're, we're probably going to see a winning string coming also before this is over. Um, that's just kind of the way they've been this year. A- and when, I don't know. Who they're going to beat, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> y- y- they've won some games this year where, oh, my, I can't believe they won that game. You know, the and and went and maybe dominated a couple of games where I thought, Wow, I didn't think they could go in and dominate that game against that team type of a thing. Um and then <laughs> they've had games where you're shaking your head going, Really? You just played like that against that team? Ottawa at home, Philadelphia Arizona at home, Arizona at home, Philadelphia at home, recently at home, uh against Columbus. You know, right. so right you know they they are that team so they they i don't know where they're going to be i don't know how what kind of streaks they're going to go on before this is over but they've put themselves in a quite a bit a poorer spot than they were earlier in the week and it's it goes back to the eight game losing streak i said it then i and people were all over me it's not yeah, they were 9 points out and it wasn't necessarily the 9 points if they were in ninth place 9 points out with that much hockey to play, I'd say you're right. You're you're fine. You can make that up. It was nine points out with six teams to jump, and they did get there. But the thing is, it, they weren't didn't get there at game 82. They got there at what game 60 or game 55 or whatever it was. Well, there's still more to play, and you were on your hot streak when mm-hmm. you got there. There now, you know, and and I knew everybody should have known they're not going to be hot forever. They're not going to win every game. There are going to be uh, some more tough spots coming. So when you got your tough spot, now some other teams get hot. And here we are back to those six teams you had to vault. You did vault them, but you can't stay hot forever. Unfortunately, it's the NHL and you're not the best team in the league. So you are going to have some spots where as you're going back down, now they're going to come up, which is what's happened. And I think you're probably going to see this all repeat itself again before it's over. So where do you where are you going to be when 82, game 82 comes along? <laughs> right. Are you on a fairly long winning streak, or are you on a winning streak before that, but now you're on a losing streak trying to hang on or just trying to get in there? Who knows with this team?
3: All right, Paul. Let's uh, let's take a time out and um, let's be ready to talk about goaltending both this year, the rest of this year, and moving forward. Because that that still, you know, <laughs> go figure. We're gonna talk about goaltending uh, the <laughs> afternoon after they give up ten goals. Um, again, not that it was all on 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 the goalie last night, but uh, we'll spend some time on that as we move forward. Paul Hamilton with me for the balance of the hour here. Mike Shope has the day off, along with Zach Jones and Joe Kelly. I'm the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR.
1: Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
2: Your cold snap is over, old man winter.
0: Spring has arrived.
1: Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.